The Shermans, undoubtedly the most famous residents of Skinwalker Ranch, acquired it after the deaths of the original owners, Kenneth John Myers and Edith Child Myers. This married couple had purchased the ranch all the way back in 1933. At first their property consisted of just 103 acres, but over the years they expanded their holdings to 480 acres. They never had any children, instead throwing themselves completely into working the land. Even after Kenneth passed away in 1987, Edith stayed on at the ranch by herself until her own death on March 3, 1994. Kenneth's younger brother Garth Myers inherited the property and eventually sold it to Terry and Gwen Sherman. Not a whole lot is known about what went on before the Shermans moved in, but when they did they were absolutely puzzled to find locks and deadbolts all throughout the ranch house. There were locks on both the insides and outsides of doors, windows, and even closets. Were the previous residents really afraid of unwelcome visitors suddenly invading their closet space? Most of us believe the monster in the closet is just a product of vivid childhood imagination, but here was a home with no children, whose inhabitants were seemingly afraid of what might lurk in their bedroom closet. It all begged the question, just what had the Myers family been trying so desperately to keep out? When the Sherman family purchased the old Myers Ranch, they assumed that they would be the only ones living on the premises. But soon enough, they began to realize that they had some company on the land. The first of these strange denizens made its presence known in the classic skinwalker form as an utterly out-of-place wolf. Terry Sherman had been hard at work in one of the fields surrounding the ranch house when he saw movement out of the corner of his eye. He turned to see some kind of large dog-like creature in the distance. It was walking in his direction, and he immediately began a process of elimination to figure out what it might be a dog, a coyote, or perhaps even a wolf. As it came closer, however, Terry was forced to discard such easy explanations. Whatever it was, this creature was bigger than any natural born canine had any right to be. Before he knew what was happening, the wolfish creature had covered the entire distance between them and trotted right out in front of Terry and his family. The animal seemed peaceful, maybe even tame, and Terry saw well the empty help but reached out his hand to pet it. He ran his hand through its grey fur, feeling the powerful musculature below. But this animal would not remain friendly for long. Shortly after Terry touched it, the beast turned around and ran away from him, shooting off like a thunderbolt and heading straight toward the corral in which the Shermans kept their cattle. Before Terry knew quite what was happening, it stuck its snout through the bars of the cattle pen and clamped its jaws onto the head of the calf closest to it. Taking a vice grip with its teeth, the creature began attempting to pull the baby bovine through the bars as it screamed in pain. Terry was shocked at what he was seeing, 
but he finally got over his surprise and ran to help the calf. Reaching the side of the wolf, or whatever it was, he delivered several blows to the beast's ribcage. When his bare hands had no effect, Terry upped the ante by grabbing a nearby baseball bat which he set crashing down onto the attacking animal's side and back. But incredibly, the wolf creature still seemed completely unaffected. Ignoring Terry altogether, it continued its attempt to pull the crying calf through the bars of its holding pen. Desperate to stop this shameless seizure of his livestock, Terry yelled out to his son Tad, get my magnum. He meant the heavy-duty handgun that he kept in his pickup truck. Tad quickly brought the weapon to his father, and Terry opened fire, scoring several direct hits on the wolf thing. Strangely, even after being riddled with bullets, the beast didn't then to acknowledge that it was being shot. And what startled Terry even more was that his blasts left no visible bullet wounds or blood. The wolfish interloper seemed completely impervious to the gunshot onslaught. It isn't until the fourth shot, at a point blank range, that the creature finally let go of the calf, seemingly more out of sheer annoyance than anything else. The freed baby cow ran to the safety of the other side of the carrel, still wailing in pain and fear and bleeding from its injuries. Terry was left alone just a few feet from the wolf thing, and to his amazement, it still seemed completely unharmed as it stared blankly back at him. Beginning to break into an all-out panic, Terry aimed his gun at the creature's chest and let loose with one more magnum round. Hai made a direct hit, but the animal's only response was to slowly turn around and begin walking away at a leisurely pace. If the wolf thing had been injured by the barrage of bullets, it didn't show it. increasingly concerned, and not willing to allow such a dangerous animal to live to raid his livestock again, Terry yelled for his son to bring him his shotgun. Armed with this much more powerful weapon, Terry opened fire on the creature once again. This time the sound of impact could be heard clearly as the 12-gauge slug tore through the animal's shoulder. Even now the creature made only the briefest of reactions, pausing for just a moment before continuing at its own slowly measured pace. Terry, shocked and somewhat incensed at the sight, then let off another round, hitting the wolf thing directly in the chest. This time Terry could clearly see gouts of blood spraying out of the open wound, but even so, the animal didn't show itself to be in any pain whatsoever as it slowly continued its course toward a patch of trees. Terry and his son were still desperate to stop the beast. They followed it into the woods, but lost sight of it after it entered the trees. However, they could clearly see its fresh tracks in the mud, and they carefully followed them, right up until the trail suddenly reached a dead end in the middle of the forest. With no explanation whatsoever, the tracks simply stopped. Their werewolf visitor had apparently disappeared in mid-gallop, 